You're about to listen to a message from the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. chapter 24. I want to uh, take a little bit of reading from um, verse 26 or verse 25. Then he said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken, ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Verse 27. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning who? Himself. The things concerning himself. Okay? So, we leave that there and go back to, and go forward to Ephesians chapter 4, he began to expound not the theories about life, but about who? Himself. Okay? He began to expound to them the mystery of Christ. Verse 17 says, Now this I affirm and insist on in the Lord, you must no longer live as the Gentiles live in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of their ignorance and hardness of heart. They have lost all sensitivity and have abandoned themselves to licentiousness, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. Then verse 20 says, that is not the way you what? Yes, that was not the way you learned Christ. For surely you have heard about him and we are taught in him as truth is in Jesus. You were taught to put away your former way of life, your old self corrupt and deluded by its lusts, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to clothe yourselves with the new self created according to to the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So then, putting away falsehood, let us all speak the truth to our neighbors, for we are members of one another. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Do not make room for the devil. Thieves must give up stealing. Rather, let them labor and work honestly with their own hands so as to have something to share with the needy. Let no evil talk come out of your mouths, but only what is useful for building up as there is need, so that your words may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with which you were marked with a seal for the day of redemption. Put away from you all bitterness and wrath and anger and wrangling and slander, 
together with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ has forgiven you. Why must we learn Christ? Because nobody knows it. Everybody has to be taught it. That's why we call this series Ecclesia Academy. Ecclesia Academy. Are people that have been called out to be taught about who? Christ, yes. Not principles of this and the other about Christ himself. The mystery of Christ. The purpose of God in Christ. No, that, that, that knowledge is critical now. And why is that knowledge critical? It is because of the revelation that came to us in the intercession of Abraham. Sodom and Gomorrah were in danger of judgment. Okay? And Abraham approached God and said, there must be righteous men in Sodom. For whose sake, for whose sake, judgment will be averted. Said, so, okay, let us say, for example, if you find 50 righteous men in Sodom, wouldn't you spare the place because of them? Would you destroy the righteous with the wicked? Far be it from you, the king of all the earth should do what is right. You cannot destroy the righteous with the wicked. That was a powerful, prayerful argument. You know what the Bible says in Isaiah? Bring your case. Present your case. And Abraham presented his case. And God said, indeed, I agree. If I can find 50 righteous people in Sodom, I will spare the place for their sake. I will spare the place for their sake. And Abraham said, oh, okay. Let us say, we couldn't find 50, but we could find 45. And God said, I'll do it for 45. Hmm. Will you do it for 40? Yes, I will do it for 40. Hmm. Will you do it for 30? I will do it for 30. Will you do it for 20? I will do it for 20. Will you do it for 10? I will do it for 10. Abraham stopped at 10. I'm sure in his own thinking, he was sudden. If you cannot find Ten righteous men. I think you should uh, burn. Yes. I think you should burn. The greatest task of the church is to produce righteous men and women. That's the greatest task of the church. Men and women for whose sake their place, their nation will be spared. And when God looks at them and realizes that they're there. He says, oh, because these people are here, this judgment is delayed or deferred. You know, in Ezekiel chapter 12, God said, if I decide to destroy a place, and three men are there, Noah, Job, and Daniel, he said, they will not save the place, they will save themselves. 
And I was like, ah, why couldn't they save the place? It's the game of numbers. The Spirit of God said, because of numbers. Three of them, they are not enough to save the place. They can only save uh, themselves. Yes, they're not enough. They're not enough. There is a challenge to raise a people who have power with God, who have standing with God, so that the nation can be delivered, so that our nation can be rescued. I don't know how you look at the confusion that is going on. You see, when you look at what is going on, the, 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 the level of corruption all around, you know that these are not a people that can take anybody anywhere. That a new generation must arise with the fear of God and the love of God in their heart. And that's why it is very critical to learn about Christ. He said, you have not so. He said, stop, stop living like the Gentiles. Stop living like the world. You did not learn Christ like that. Who taught you Christ like that? That a person can come to Christ and live anyhow. Profess Christ and live anyhow. Who taught you that type of Christ? You see, we will be kidding ourselves if we think that we will raise a generation that are compromised in their faith and then they can deliver the land. How can they give out what they don't have? A lady said to me at a women's convention, I came to this conference and the woman was that was extorting money from me in her office is also here in this conference. It's a Christian women's conference. That is it. Who taught you Christ like that? Who taught you Christ like that? That you can live anyhow and just say prayers and attend church. Say, so we did not teach you Christ like that. Who taught you? That's what the Apostle Paul was asking the Ephesians. You didn't learn Christ like that. And what was he trying to say to them? He was saying to them that uh, one of the first things, that's what Jesus said. He began from Moses all the way to, to show them Christ, the Christ that they need to belong to. The Christ that they need to emulate and represent in the world. You know, you know, there's a scripture, the first time I encountered it, it changed my thinking. You know, there are scriptures that you encounter, you know, progressively, you know, they change your thinking. And that scripture is in John 14, 20. He said, in that day, you will make a discovery. You will make a discovery in that day that as I'm in my father, so are you in me, and I in you. That our calling is not to a religion. Our calling is to share the God life through Christ. That I and my father are one, and you and I are one. And so through me, you have become one with God. Yes. You see, you need to, you and I need to arise 
from where we have fallen. We need to arise from the base thinking that this is just coming to the Father's church on Sunday. This is not what it is. This is coming to learn about what it means to live like Christ in the world. It's not about coming to church. So that when you go home, when you open your mouth, Christ will be speaking. When you begin to relate with people, no matter what level, Christ will be relating with them. This is what it's all about. It's not about religion. Jesus said, there is a fusion that must take place. I am in Christ. Christ is in me. And the same Christ that I am in and is in me is in who? Is in God. And the relationship we have with God is always through Christ. Now when we take a further step, okay, we come to John chapter 17 verse 9. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world. But on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours. And yours are mine. And I have been glorified in them. Okay? The Bible says when you come to Christ, you become ecclesia, God's property. It is through Christ that God selects you. Not selects you as the Father's church. No, don't get it. Don't get confused. Selects you as John, Peter, Mary. It's not as church. It selects you as an individual. So that nobody will come and hide in the group. No. Everybody experiences their transformation as an individual. As an individual. It is God who gave us to Christ so that we can become one with him through Christ. John 6, 44 says, No one can come to me unless drawn by the Father who sent me. And I will raise that person up on the last day. The dimension of this union with Christ is further revealed in John 17, 20. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word that they may all be one. You can see the foundation of Christian unity. That's why there's no Christian unity to talk about. Because the foundation is that you are in Christ, I am in Christ. And so it's easy to relate. Christ is in me, Christ is in you. It's easy to relate. We have the, the same union. We are fused together in one. And the purpose is to seek not the glory of myself, not the glory of my church, no, but the glory of who? God, absolutely. Absolutely. He said, I ask not on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, that they may also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Now, now, Jesus is saying, the fusion, the mystery of the union between Jesus and the Father, the way the Father is in me. You know, 
it, it, it's, a, it's an um, unbelievable mystery, but it's not a mystery that is hidden. It's a mystery to be discovered. And Jesus said in John chapter 5 in that union, I can of my own self do what? No. In that union, I don't matter. What matters is what the Father is, uh, yes, what the Father is doing and saying. You see, everybody who comes to church, you see, when they hear this, they don't go away feeling, oh, that's a good talk. They go away knowing that I have to change the way I live. I have to start representing Jesus on earth. Everywhere I go, I have to. In every relationship, in every business or personal relationship, I must represent Jesus. People must hear Jesus and see Jesus in me and through me. This is the challenge of our calling. Jesus says, as I am in the Father and the Father in me, let these ones be in us, both Father and Son. And that's why, I, like I told you, the, the, the foundation of Christian unity is this union with God. And when you don't have it, any other thing you produce, it will be so, so ugly because it's littered with human ego. I, I remember we went somewhere and somebody said we can bring Christian leaders together. I said, ah, their ego may not allow. First of all, who will uh, be leading it? Yes, because it's all about the people, not about Christ. If it was about Christ, then it would be very easy. Then it would be very easy. We can easily come together in Christ. Because nobody, Jesus said, when you come together, whoever wants to lead, let him be the one uh, serving. You know? The basis, the answer is that Jesus revealed that um, uh, uh, we are called to be separated from the world so that we can begin to grow in the life of Christ. Look at John chapter um, uh, 17 verse 14 so that you can enter into the essence of this calling and how practical it is. It says in verse 14, I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they do not belong to the world. You know, anybody that reads that, we have to come to grips. Say, you do not belong to the world. So stop competing with them. Stop trying to become like them. You don't belong to the world. He said, just as I do not belong to the world, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. In other words, Jesus said, even though you and I are in the world, we don't belong to the world, so we must be kept from what? Evil. We must be kept from evil. And you know that people cannot be kept from evil, except they want to be kept from evil. If they don't desire to be kept from evil, God is not going to force them to be kept from evil. A Christian who wants their walk with God to count for Nigeria, they have to know that they have to desire to be kept from evil. I don't want to be contaminated. A lady said to me, something, something, uh, somebody is going to call me and I'm going to tell a lie or lose my business. Then she said, she started saying to God, I must not tell a lie. Lord, I must not tell a lie. I must not tell a lie. Then the phone rang. And the question that the person 
would have asked her that would have made her tell a lie. The person didn't ask. Yes. You see, it's those who decide, I must be kept from evil. I must be kept from evil. Then those are the ones that he keeps from evil. You have to decide. I want to be kept from evil. Sanctify them with thy truth. For your word is what? Truth. You know, everybody needs to understand John 17, 17. You see, because nobody can know everything. But as you study the Bible, and you see those things that God forbids, because of your union with Christ, as soon as you see them, you do what? You stop. Nobody needs to persuade you. Nobody needs to persuade you. You persuade yourself. Because you are determined to please God in your life. You are determined to please God in your life. And you want everywhere you are to cause there to be in that place a little oasis of divine presence. You know, everywhere you go, you create a little oasis of divine presence because of your personal relationship with him. It's so important. Say, sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. Now, verse 19 is very important for everyone who, who is determined to live this life. Because Jesus said, for their sakes, what do I do to myself? Yes, I, Jesus is saying to you and I, I'm not asking you to do what I didn't do. I did the same thing myself. I did the same thing myself. I have to set myself apart to do what pleases God. To walk in the will of God. To walk for the glory of God in everything. I have to. And I couldn't be bothered who approves or disapproves. I couldn't be bothered who praises me or who doesn't. It's not about what people think. You know, you know, these days, people are, people are praising each other. And it's, it's, it's what I call meaningless nonsense. Because, you see, they are praising each other who don't even have the information. You know, like somebody, they will see me now. They will say, ah, that's a, a, a good preacher. That's a very good Christian. One lady came to my office. She said, I want to interview you as a very good Christian. I asked her, do you know anything about me? You know, when people see you on the podium like this, they think they know you. you know, somebody said to uh, my wife, I know him very well. Know him very well. Because you see me every day. You don't know anything about me. Yes. And then you'll be saying I'm good, you see. And a lot of times it's a product of ignorance. But when God approves of a man, that's for real. That's for real. So Jesus said, I sanctify myself. This is the mystery of our calling in Christ. And I want you, everybody to pay. You may have know this scripture, but you need to pay very close attention to it. Okay? Romans 8, 29. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of what? His son. He did not predestine them to be coming to church regularly. He did not predestine them 
to be faithful in tithes and offering, as important as it is to the church, that's not what he predestined us to. He predestined us to be like who? Jesus. Yes. That's what he predestined us. And those whom he predestined also, he called. And those whom he called, he justified. And those whom he justified, he glorified. So no, let us put it this way. You know, a lot of people don't understand foreknowledge. And, 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 and you need to understand foreknowledge. Okay? God, divine foreknowledge means what it says. That God knows everything before they happen. Yes, absolutely. And it's not only the good things. It's also the good and the... Yes, all. Divine foreknowledge, God knows. And so now he knew that at some point in history, Jesus will come. He knew that at some point in history, Jesus will live and die. And then people will begin to believe in God through him. So now here's what he did. He now put a destiny for all those people who will believe in God through him. That the purpose of being called out to believe in Christ so that they can be one with God, the purpose is that every one of them will be turned from who they were to who? Christ. That is it. That's the destiny. That is the destiny. Every single one who believes in Christ, male or female, that's why the Apostle Paul said to the Galatians, that is, in this matter, there is neither male nor female. No. Every single person who believes in Christ, you see, you don't go home and say, I'm, 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 I'm a, a member of uh, the Father's church. No, I'm a Christian. With all that that implies, because the first time they use the word, it is about people who behave like who? Christ. Yes. So I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. And I am determined to remain a Christian until I die. To be someone who is living, striving daily to be like Jesus in everything. Because that's the only thing that matters to God. And these are the people, the only people that God can use. So God foreknew this, and then he called them through salvation. And what was the salvation? Ephesians 2.8, by grace through faith. Okay? Grace, that's what Jesus was doing in, a, in a, a, a Luke chapter 24. He said, he said to his disciples after he came to them, that repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached through me. That's what it is. So that men who are burdened with their sins, men who are crushed by habits of evil, they can come and then their past will be relieved so that they can enter into a new life. That's what it is. You know, we call it judicial pardon. What is judicial pardon? In 2 Corinthians 5.21 He made him to be sin who knew no sin so that you and I who come to Christ will become the righteousness of God in Christ. That is the mystery of our calling. 
You know, I told you that um, if you read Ephesians uh, uh, 2.7, you, you, you will chuckle with delight. Because Ephesians 2.7 said that, that in the days to come, you know, in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. What does that really mean? What it means is that, you know, the devil may have tempted you right, left, and center, and sometimes you and I fell, fall here and there. But then on that day, he sees you seated on the right hand of God with Christ. And the devil is like, what's going on? <laughs> what is John O'Carafo doing here? <laughs> and the angels will sing, this is the wonders of God's grace. Yes. He said, he, 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 will, he will shock creation by putting fallen men up for glory. And the challenge is that those who have embraced that salvation immediately, immediately, they will begin to walk in the likeness of Christ. And how can they do that? How can we do that? You see, a lot of people, that's where the whole thing falls down. How? The Apostle Paul said in Philippians, Everybody needs the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was in who? In Christ Jesus. What is that scripture saying to you and I? If you don't have humility, you can neither walk with God nor with men. If you don't understand humility, you can neither walk with God nor with man. Why? Because humility is what brings you into the kingdom of God. Said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Who are the poor in the spirit? Those are the people who know they are wretched without Christ. They have no, no, no sense of value or worth of themselves. But they find their worth in who? Christ. Yes. It's a solid ground. It's a solid ground. Because, because they, they're not coming to present any goodness of their own. No, they don't have any. They know they don't have any. The Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 7, I know that in me dwells what? No good. No good is in me. But it's in Christ that I am fulfilled. It is in Christ that I am complete. He wrote to the Colossians in chapter 2. For in him dwelleth the fullness of God in a bodily form. And in verse 10 he says, and you are what? Complete in him. You are complete in him. This is the mystery of our calling. And it is people, people who understand humility. Do you know why humility is so key? Because it's through humility that the love of God can enter you and I. Until I come to God and say, I'm nothing. I deserve nothing. Only you are good. Then the Holy Spirit can come. You know, like the preacher told us, he said, if you are full, then the Holy Spirit can come. But if you empty yourself, ah, then you create space. 
And then the Holy Spirit. That's why the Bible says you need to learn Christ that it is through poverty of the Spirit, through humility. The Bible says of Christ in that scripture, in Philippians chapter 2, he made himself of what? No reputation. It's a choice you make. You know, you come to your home, you come to your work, you make yourself of what? No reputation. You know, people go everywhere. They are, they are putting up their shoulders, you know. They want everybody to acknowledge their importance. Jesus said, you come to a place, you make yourself of no reputation. And then you begin to serve people. You begin to serve people so that you can, God can now use you and I to reveal Jesus to them. Without humility, we cannot reveal Jesus to the world. We can't. Because we cannot genuinely love people if we are not ready to serve them. You know, a lot of people say they love people, but they're not ready to serve them. Jesus said, the way to love people is to come down and serve them. So that you can bring Christ to them. When they now ask you, ah, why are you doing all this? Then the answer comes, it is who? Christ in me. It is Christ in me. It is not that I have the capacity for this type of service. I don't have. But it's Christ in me. That's why the apostle Paul said, how did you learn your own Christ? He was asking these people, how did you learn your own Christ? Did nobody teach you about Christ and the Christ life and the Christ ways? And don't forget where we started. That the reason why we do this is so that when God looks down, looking for righteous men and women, he will find who? Yes, he'll find you and I. Find you and I. Say, ah, this fellow that fears the Lord, that loves the Lord, that obeys the, the, the Lord, that, that is determined to show Christ to the world, is here. He's here. He's here. Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew 23, 11 to 12, the greatest among you will be your servant. All who exalt themselves will be humbled and all who humble themselves will be exalted. In Luke 18, he told the parable of the uh, uh, Pharisee and the uh, publican. The Pharisee, you can see how he prayed, Lord, <laughs> Lord, I fast twice a week. I attend prayer meetings every day. I pay my tithes uh, regularly. I never miss a service. Lord, you see that fellow there? <laughs> it's no good. But the fellow that is no good was beating his heart. And the Bible says he could not so much as lift up his eyes to heaven. But he was beating his chest and said, Lord, be what? Merciful unto me. Be merciful unto me. That's why those who are self-righteous, those who are contemptuous of others, those who look down on others, thinking that they themselves are okay, they are the ones that miss the boat. They are the ones that miss the boat. Jesus said, this man beat his chest, said, Lord, be what? Merciful. Merciful. 
I don't qualify. I'm not good enough. Be merciful unto me. Jesus said, this man went home justified, restored to fellowship, put into Christ. I want to show you something that uh, um, the Bible reveals in Luke 1.15. Luke 1.15. True greatness. He said he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He will be great, not amongst men. He will be great. John will be great in the sight of the Lord. But what did Jesus say about John? He said among those who are born of women, there is no greater than John. But he that is least in the kingdom of God is what? Is greater. That is it. That's the mystery of our salvation. As awesome as John was, he said the least in the kingdom of God is greater. He taught us, he taught us that anyone who exalts himself will be what? He will be abased. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. So, we come to uh, bring this together, learning Christ. Everybody has to learn Christ. Don't be copying your fellow. Okay? He may not be doing it right. You know? Don't be copying your pastor, your overseer, your this and the other. They may not be getting it right. Copy who? Christ. And then you will get it right. You will get it right. And that's what the Apostle Paul is saying. Okay? You have not so learned Christ. You have not understood his humility. You have not understood his love. You have not understood his service. Don't be looking at, I've said it repeatedly here, don't be looking at the people who benefit when you live like Christ. It doesn't matter who benefits. A lot of people, it's because of the people who will benefit. If I humble myself now and say, okay, let me be serving everybody. This is my mother-in-law that is a witch. She will now be benefiting. You know? She will now be, 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 be blessed. How can, how can such a woman be blessed? No, no. Because of him, I cannot be like Christ. You see, because of her, I can. See, there are many people, when they think about the people who may benefit, they just back with. But you see, Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten soul. That what? Whosoever. Whosoever may benefit. Friend or foe, let them benefit. It doesn't matter. That's what the whole thing is about. Even the, the man that sacked you in the office, let him benefit. Yes. Let him benefit. This is the whole calling. That's why, you see, when we become, when we begin to live like Christ, we become rare. Because you won't find our kind anywhere. No, you won't find our kind. And then, you see, our prayers will move mountains. Because of the life we live. Because of the life we live. Okay? And, and, and the deeper the condescension, the deeper the love. You see? Because, you see, you are dead to yourself. The kind of love that Jesus Christ brought is called self-sacrificing love. It's not others sacrificing. You know, you make sacrifice of, for others. 
No, you make sacrifices, but it's you that are making it yourself. Okay? God is calling us. You see, look at how many we are. You know, we are many in this church. You know, yes, all the pews may not be taken, but we are many here. Compared to the number of people that Jesus left behind. How many did he leave behind? No, he lost one. Eleven. Yes. Eleven people who learned something about Christ. That's the difference. Eleven people who have an idea what it means to be a Christian. You know. Not only, you see, this, this is the beginning. Not the, the life itself is the beginning. But there's the power. And we're going to talk about that. The power. When you learn Christ, the power, the authority you have with God is awesome. And that's why you see, only heaven will reveal the people whose prayers are holding this place. Only heaven will reveal it. You know, I've told you before that it's not everybody's prayers that count. No. It's a function of the life they're living. And how loyal they are in their personal lives to Christ. It's, they're not going to examine you about what you're doing in, uh, 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 for those of us in Lagos, say what you're doing in Abuja. No, they are going to examine you also, what you do at home. How you relate with the house girl, with the, the driver, with the cook, with the, with, with the, with the junior. You see, the, the, the character is revealed most when you deal with people who are weak. See, when you deal with people who are your superiors, you are very careful to show that you are really in your best of uh, behavior. When you deal with some of the people who are your equals, depends. You might just uh, manage. But when you deal with those who are below you, that's when you show, is it because I'm laughing with you? <laughs> I told you before that a lady came to another person's house and, and saw her laughing with her, her uh, domestic help. Say, are you laughing with these people? These people. They're not human beings. And then tomorrow you need her. I bind all the devils. See, it does not work that way. That's what the Bible says. You didn't learn Christ like that. You didn't learn Christ like that. So God is calling us today. This is a new month. And, and there, are, there are still perilous days ahead. Seriously perilous days. People who will lift their hands to heaven and say, because you live, O oh God, I say no. I forbid. Because you live, I forbid. And heaven will endorse them. And you must know that it is not cheap. That it is because you and I daily as living struggling daily to live in conformity with who christ yes because it was jesus that said father i thank you that you hear me what always absolutely that is it that's where that's where we're headed to be one with christ so we can have authority with god in prayer so don't go away from here you know uh, 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 doing nothing no, that would be a tragedy. Every one of us should go away from here determined that my prayers must count for this country, 
so that if I lift up my hand to heaven, it will count. It will count. And I am going to pay the price for it by being conformed to the image of who? Christ. Yes. Yes. It is not about big men, big preachers, overseers. No. No. I'm telling you, the day we get to heaven and you see the people whose prayers sustain this country at this time, you'll be shocked. You and I will be shocked. Because they may be simple, ordinary men and women. Yes. Who swore that they will love and obey God in their lives. No matter the cost. They will love and obey God in their lives. No matter the cost. God is calling us. And not only should we receive this, but we should go out and spread it. Go out and spread it. The Christianity that is being practiced in this country. Let me not say. But you and I, you and I need to go out and spread the true word. That men and women in church are called to learn about who? Christ. Yes. Paul said you have not learned. Look at when you open your mouth, every word must be with grace. You know, all these husband and wife, they quarrel for three weeks. They haven't made up. They're, they're not reading the Bible. They're not reading the Bible. They said be angry and uh, sin. Let not the sun go down in your anger. This one, three weeks of suns have gone down. And are still counting. You know. You see, you see, it makes nonsense of the whole thing. Because you see, they're thinking about highfalutin things. You know, fasting for 40 days. But make up before the sun goes down. Mm -mm. But you can fast for 40 days. Uh, yes. You can fast for 40 days. So no. Get into the simplicity of our calling. You know, fasting and prayer, yes. But it's the life that God is looking at. It's the life. The quality of the life. The quality of the life. So that the world will marvel. Where do they find the grace to be so humble? Where did they find the grace to be so loving and caring? Where did they find the grace to be so forgiving? The, the inspiration is because they want to be like who? Jesus. Yes. That's the inspiration. I want to be like Jesus. I am going to go out of my way to be like Jesus. So that the kingdom of my God will prosper everywhere I go. Oh, my brother, my sister, let us, let, us, let us start a revolution in this place. You know, let us, you know, there are some things that happen naturally, you know, and one of them is the anointing. When people live their lives like Christ, the anointing comes down naturally. They don't have to struggle for the anointing. And once the anointing comes down, you know what Isaiah said? It will break what? Every yoke. Every yoke will be broken. Every yoke will be broken. So I want you to bow your head as we pray and say to God, I, I just have to change my life totally. The way I conceive of this Christian life. I just, I just have to change everything. It must be centered on Jesus. 
Jesus, I must keep my eyes on him. The author, the finisher of my faith. He must be my inspiration. He must be my model. He must be my example. Jesus must be everything to me. I don't care who is laughing. I don't care who is uh, 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 sneering. I don't care who is despising me. I do not care who do approves or doesn't approve. All I want is for Jesus to approve. Ask the Holy Spirit, as you humble yourself before God, tell him that, Lord, I cannot really do this by myself, but I desire it with all my heart. Holy Spirit, shed the love of God abroad in my heart. Give me the humility and the meekness to be obedient always, no matter the circumstance or situation. Let me obey you. Let me enter a new dawn. I must learn Christ. I must learn Christ every day of my life. Jesus, be at the center of my life. Jesus name we pray father look upon us with compassion forgive all our failings in the name of Jesus oh Lord our God as we are here this morning we ask that your Holy Spirit may take absolute control of our lives to produce Jesus in us and through us everywhere we go Position us, O oh God, to show Jesus to our world, that your kingdom may prosper in us. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. 9 a.m. on Sundays and 6 p.m. on Wednesdays. For telephone, 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.